Hey, this is Eddie Olchek. You're listening to Empty Betters with Nick, Mac, and Harrison. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to episode 93 of Empty Betters. I'm your host, Harrison Scholes. I'm going to toss it across the screen to my co-host, Nick Manella. How are we doing, buddy? Doing well, man. It has been a wild last couple of weeks, but I'm glad that we are finally back to doing what we love, which is making these podcasts. So, yeah, another day in paradise. Yeah, it's been... um... A hell of a, a two-week span for me personally. I know for us, we've had uh, a lot of stuff going on as well. Uh, and I'm going to toss it across the screen to my other co-host, Mac Vogel. How are we doing, buddy? Doing well. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of in full fall mode at this point. I also thought I'd I'd bring back the jersey look for the episode just because, you know, it feels like a fall thing. We're getting ready to start hockey again. I've got my little bit of iced coffee with some spiced rum in it. Just, uh, you know really leaning into this fall thing. I mean, after all, it is Wisconsin and it is literally like 60 degrees already, like every day. So uh, yeah, it's fall. I got to admit, I'm a little bit jealous. I know I'll regret saying that once it gets cold out again, but um, it's been, it feels like it's been humid for the last like five months. And finally, it really really has in Maryland been humid for the last five months. We're getting a taste of some brisk evenings. So that's nice. Uh, I would like to apologize if my voice sounds a little hoarse. Uh, we're one day, two days removed now from uh, the best game of Lamar Jackson's career in which I was there live. So I lost my voice completely. Luckily, got it back for today as we booked a couple of big interview guests. Um, those will be coming to you guys in the coming weeks. But before we get into the episode, we do want to say that Zach Fucali is our guest for this episode. We joined or he joined us probably God, I don't know, what, two months ago maybe at this point? It's been a little bit. I, I can't do time anymore, dude. Yeah, it was a while ago. We we booked him um, earlier in the summer, so we talked about, you know, last season, this upcoming season. Obviously, we got training camp starting next week, so he's up in D.C. for that. Wishing the best of luck to him. Um, and I think since we last spoke, um, there were a couple things that went down with the golf tournament. We went to a NASCAR race. We'll recap all that real quick, but I'm going to toss it to Mac for the question of the day. All right. So this one's kind of specific. I feel like, um, you know, maybe some of our listeners will be able to answer this question on their own, but I figure at least us three should have an answer for this question. Um, and it goes with kind of what I was saying. It's fall. We got hockey coming back soon. Football just started. Um, and obviously for hockey fans like us and pretty much everybody's a football fan of some kind, um, you know, I think football and hockey kind of go hand in hand in that way where the seasons kind of run together. The two are associated with each other because they're played in the same time of year. Um, so my question to you two is what is a favorite or your number one favorite, if you can think of it, uh, what's a favorite intersecting hockey and football memory? Now you could go a lot of ways with this, whether it's like, um, you know, one example I'll give real quick is like, I can think of a handful of times where I had the fortunate opportunity to play in like a youth hockey game, like when I was in high school or middle school um, in the morning and then book it out of there to go like make it to the like nighttime Ravens game or something like that. Um so I don't know, it, it, maybe it's too specific, but does anything come to mind for either of you? Yep, I got one. Uh, Snowmageddon 2009, uh, if you're outside Maryland or the East Coast, uh, that was just like a massive snowstorm that we got. Uh, where I currently am, I think we had like close to like a foot and a half and then it iced over on top of it. So no one was going anywhere. Everyone in my neighborhood was without power and it was Super Bowl Sunday. And of course, as you guys will remember from watching you know, the NHL and NBC growing up, what two teams always played on Super Bowl Sunday. It was the Caps and the Penguins. So yeah. there was there was one house in our neighborhood that had power and cable and everything. And fortunately, they were very, very close friends of ours. So I actually walked, you know, probably what's like 200 yards from my house to theirs to not only watch the Super Bowl, but watch this hockey game that's on at noon. I went over there at noon and didn't leave until after the Super Bowl. And it took me probably an hour to walk those 200 yards like through the snow. 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know if I have a, a personal like hockey memory for myself, but I know that I, I think it was like probably 2016 or 17. There was like an epic game between Caps Pens. I think it was like a like a 6-5 or 8-7 finish. I can't really remember specifically, but it was the same day as the Super Bowl. I feel like they always get paired up on Super Bowl Sunday, but I don't know. I can't really think of anything, anything totally specific. And maybe I'm kind of weird, but I always think of uh, – I always think of basketball with hockey because the, the playoffs are the, kind of the same time, a two game seasons, but I Super mean, Bowl yeah, Sunday always. those two seasons definitely go like much more like same timeline. But what I always kind of liked about the hockey and football intersection is like hockey is in full swing of like regular season, right? As football is getting to playoffs. So you're watching like meaningful hockey. Cause it's to the point of the season where teams need to start like not losing game. Like, you know, you can start, to see which teams can't really afford to lose more and stuff like that. Um, and then, you know, game's over and you flip it to Sunday night football or whatever. Uh, Plus like late December, you get like those, that like nice little like two week period when there's football games on Saturday and Sunday. And then there's like three hockey games on during the week. So it's like Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you're just glued to the TV. Exactly. I also like it when um, all the NHL games on like Sundays are all um, like during the day. Exactly, because they, yeah. they know everybody's going to want to watch Sunday night football. So, like, you'll see those day games, although the Caps always play, like, dog shit in those games. They do. <laughs> That's um, besides the point. <laughs> I Another thing, just going off of football in fall, I'm, like, I love, like, dragging, like, your TV or your projector, like, outside on the deck and just, like, posting up out there and watching football outside on Sundays. I think that. That's one of the best things you can do with your time. That is a move. Get a little like bonfire going off yeah. to the side to, you know, a I, cornhole. Um, ah, shit. What was I going to say? I can't remember now. I mean, we did do a hockey tailgate for a, a, a hockey podcast tailgate at a football game we two did. years ago. So that kind of intersects there, but um, that definitely counts. So this is, uh, this is related to football, but not really the conversation. So um you know, obviously the Ravens just beat the Chiefs this past Sunday. A lot of our listeners are Ravens fans, so an absolutely huge game. And one of uh, one of our buddies, Cam Schaefer, fellow friend of the podcast, and uh, I guess intern slash security guard when we need him, uh, is he has a roommate who likes to throw around the money a little bit. So we were talking all week, and you know, we both lost big, pretty big on the Ravens on Monday night against the Raiders. So that was not fun to pay up to. So. He's, he's telling me, he's like, what are you thinking this weekend? Like, I don't know. Like, I love betting football. And I said, honestly, I said, with the way the Ravens played against the Raiders, I would hammer the Chiefs. They were three and a half point favorites. You know, they're, they're Mahomes, kryptonite, whole storyline. I said, and here's how you got to look at it. If the Ravens win, you pay, you know, 100 to $200 to watch the Ravens win. Just think of it that way, right? And he's like, okay, like, I kind of buy that. Well, me being me, I was in I was in New York all weekend. I was on a complete bender, and uh, you know I I didn't bet it because I just didn't have time. Um, but he ends up betting it like heavy, heavy, <laughs> and uh, obviously the Ravens win. And he looked at me after the game. He said, "That was the best two hundred dollars I've ever spent." He's like, "I'm not even mad." I was like, "Yeah." So it just kind of comes back to like you know people hedging their happiness with sports betting, which sounds so psychologically dumb, which I think is a complete psycho move because either way you're going to be pissed off about something. I, but he like, wasn't pissed. And like, I looked yeah. at, I was like, I'd pay two, I'd lose two fifty to watch that game. Like, I don't care. Like, yeah, I did. But Ticketmaster took it. Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> right. I don't know. I, I kind of like to hedge the happiness stuff. So I thought that was kind of a, a fun story. Uh, you know, as we get close to the season when we're going to be dishing out more picks and stuff, I might start hedging my happiness a little more. I'll be honest with you. I've definitely done it in the past. And then I had to be like, why, like, why do I even do this to myself? The yeah. Real it, winners are the uh, people that spent the 250 on the tickets, went to the game, bet the Ravens and won the and made it all back. back. Yeah. yeah. Free game. Perfect. Yeah. I think his family is season tickets. So I'm not really sure that's too much of an issue, but there nonetheless, I understand what you're saying. Um, so before we get into the news, just want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Brackish Life. Let's take a little minute to talk about Brackish Life. If you're like us and grew up in the water and outdoors, then Brackish Life is perfect for you. They have a wide selection of gear from UV shirts to hoodies and hats. It's Real Bay Apparel made by Real Bay people. Head to www.brackish.life today to check them out. A little salty, a little fresh. 
brackish life i do want to add i didn't even have that ad read pulled up until about the last sentence so I'm did you really that's that's really impressive yeah i was clicking through i was like oh shit especially um, for like two weeks off and just hopping back into it i know it's 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 like ingrained in me so um you know that tells you how many times we've been doing this and we appreciate brackish life for all their support honestly some of the comfiest gear in the game i say it all the time if you haven't checked them out Go to www.brackish.life. You can also find their link at the bottom of our homepage on our website. Fun fact. Um, so before we get into the NHL news, uh, it is worth noting, we, us three, like got to hang out for once all together about two weeks ago. A couple times, um, actually. Yeah, we went we went down to Richmond, Virginia to watch a NASCAR race. That was pretty interesting. I can't say everything that happened down there on air, so we're going to leave it at that. But whatever you think happened with this group at a NASCAR race happened. Yeah, just leave it at that. And maybe times to that. But yeah, yeah, that's, that's so we did that from what fr- we did that Friday night into Saturday, drove home Sunday recovered Sunday. And then on Monday we had the, um, Lachlan family foundation golf tournament, which honestly was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. I don't know about you guys, but, um, just talk about what your experience was like there. I had a blast. I mean, can't say thank you or enough good things about the entire Lachlan family. They did such a great job of making sure like we had everything we needed and, you know, constantly checking in on us throughout the day, spending time with us, introducing us to other people. I mean, they're just, they're the best of the best and it was for a great cause. And I'm so glad we got to do that. Yeah. I got to echo what Dick said. I mean, Courtney, especially was just running around. She, I swear there was like four of her there that day. Cause I don't know. I don't know how else she managed to uh, get everybody what they needed and, and really do a good job organizing all that. I don't know how she does it, but she did a great job. I know. I felt like bad every time we had like a question for her because I'm sure she's had it like asked like eight other hundred times in the last five minutes. And then so. yet, like remember early on in the day, like we were the ones stressed out. We're like on the whole, we're like, are we set up in the right yeah. spot? It's good, whatever. Like, why aren't people like coming to stop and talk? And then, like, out of nowhere, she rolls up on a golf tournament with a or on a golf cart with a vodka crush, and she's like, "Make sure you guys are like having fun and like having right. some drinks, by the way." And we're like, "God damn it, what are we so like?" We yeah, which so were uh, which were free, by the way. Yeah, which yeah, we later and phenomenal. <laughs> yeah, a huge huge shout out to Courtney um, for sure. Helped us through all of that. You know, during the day, we posted up at the 17th hole on a par three, kind of had our little table stand selling the T-shirts, um, you know, donating to the foundation. So thank you to all who purchased, you know, Joe B, who, uh, you know, you might be hearing from in a couple of weeks. And I'll leave it at that. Had a great shot, right? Right down the middle. Got on the fairway or got on the green, I believe. So he literally drove it like right onto the green and then just tapped it in. Nice yeah. little nice little birdie on a par three. It was looking good on there. Um, you know, we saw John Walton. Obviously, Craig. Craig was having a real good time. Um, and then after that, we went to the happy hour and the banquet where we got to get introduced to Garnet Hathaway and Nick Dowd. So that was pretty cool. Um, very cool guys. Got to chat with them just one on one for like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. Um, you know, hopefully what, hopefully we can get them on the podcast in the future. That's one of the goals here. So um, we'll, we'll see. But shout out to them for you know taking the time to talk to us. And the food was phenomenal. I can't remember what was it like uh, prime rib. Yeah. Prime rib. Yeah. It was really, really good. Um, couple pictures with, you know, the crew, Joe B and all them, uh, the hospitality was great. So we appreciate them having us. And, uh, I can't say enough good things about just that family in general. If you had to pick a highlight from that day, like what was like the coolest moment for each of you? Hmm. Coolest moment. I mean, watching Garnet sign our shirts was pretty cool just because it was like okay like you know we came up with this idea we ran it by the Lachlan's they signed up from design reviews to quantities ordering getting designs approved blah blah it was like a two to three month process to get you know start to finish and then to finally see the t-shirts on the table getting signed by him I thought was it felt like it finally came full circle so that was pretty cool yeah, that's a really good one. I'd say mine's a tie between two. One was just kind of the general like outpouring of support that we saw just from like how many times there was a foursome that finished the hole, came over and said, we'll take four shirts. And yeah. Just, like yeah. right away, it was just, you know, supporting us, supporting the foundation and um, just, you know, giving back. That was really cool to see. 
Um, but then another for me was just having a chance to kind of talk to Nick Dowd a bit. And he's always, you know, he's been one of my favorite players the last couple of years for the Caps. So it's been cool. It was cool talking to him and and something that he said that that made me real happy was just kind of commenting on the fact that he thinks my dad is a real professional and just that he does a great job at, at what he does. That kind of made me proud to hear. So yeah, that was pretty absolutely. cool for me as well. Yeah, that's awesome. I think for me, it's just watching Craig all day long. I mean, he was, <laughs> he was, you know, in, he was having a good time. He was having a good time. He was in his element. He was bopping around, you know, he, you could hear him two holes away and, you know, it, he's just hysterical. So, you know, his, getting to, his energy is straight up contagious. Like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, yep. I, <laughs> I was telling my, I was telling my mom, you know, our parents, some of our parents got to come um, shout out also Nick to your girlfriend, complete yep. rock star and MVP oh, for yeah. the day. Thank yeah. you. Ari. Big shout out. Social media queen. Best salesman. Best saleswoman. Seriously. Yeah. And also a shout out to our buddy Cam. You know, obviously he came and helped take some social media content, pass out shirts, blah, blah, blah. So we appreciate his help as well. Um, you know, hopefully, apparently it's going to be an annual thing. So maybe if we're back there next year, um, you know, who knows, we'll be there and we're looking forward to it. So uh, enough about us. We're going to get on to the little bit of league news that we have here. Not much since we last spoke, surprisingly. I think the biggest news is that the NHL has confirmed that its players are heading back to the Olympics in Beijing in 2022 was contingent on the NHL and NHLPA reaching a deal with the international ice hockey federation and the international Olympic committee. Those talks are never easy, but we got it done. We are going back to the Olympics. I am so freaking excited. I can't even put it into words. It'll be It'll just be great to have every team have professional athletes there and not just Russia this time. <laughs> yeah, well, I think just like, you know, with all we've been through in the last couple of years and they didn't get to go last time, like it, it just feels right. You know, we're going to have Crosby, McKinnon, McDavid on the same team, which is just insane. You know, we're going to have Matthews and Kane on the same team, which is also insane. Sweden's so stacked. Every team's going to be good, obviously. Don't sleep on the that Finnish team, man. They're don't sleep on the Finns either. And I, I think the best part is just you know the time change. You wake up at six a.m. You get to watch. It's the coolest thing. It really I'm is. So excited for that. That's the best stuff. Morning well, drinking, <laughs> or close. staying up all night and continuing yep. to drink from the night before. So I, we will be having that. What in February? I think it is. Yeah, yeah it is. something like that. Yeah. I, I mean, this is so cool because we haven't really had like an international best on best since Sochi, which the World Cup of, was the World. Cup oh, the World Cup in twenty sixteen. Yeah. By the way, I loved that. I loved. Same. I thought that, that was, was awesome. Fun, so this will be good though because I just think that the gap has closed so much. I mean, obviously Canada still leaps and bounds talent wise ahead of everyone else. But if you look at like the, the American, other gaps, yeah. Yeah. You look at the American roster, you look at the Swedish roster, the Finnish roster, the German roster. Yeah. yeah. They're all right there for sure. And even though Canada's like absolutely stacked, which we already knew they would be, it's, I don't feel like the gap between them and let's say like Finland is as great as it used to be. Like the, you no. know, it's, it seems like the other countries are starting to pick up some steam. So yeah, now Canada will only beat Finland nine to nothing instead of like 16. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> I mean, it is actually, when you think about it, kind of insane that Steven Stamkos is going to be like a fourth line center <laughs> or, or might not make the team if he's or, or he might be an extra forward or Matt Barzell might get scratched. I mean, you know, it's, it's just absolutely insane to think about. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, it will be a fun time. Uh, some other news, Sidney Crosby will likely miss the first, I'd say around month of the season recovering from wrist surgery. He had the procedure done about two to three weeks ago for a nagging injury that's been bothering him for a couple of years now. So unfortunately, you know, the decision was made that he's going to have to get surgery a little closer to the season than they would have wanted, but he's probably going to be out for about a month or such. So I don't know. I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Yeah. I, I, I wanted to kind of like cry, but I'm, how are you? I was going to say, how are you? Yeah. Doing? It's uh, just like another one of those, like let's panic way too early penguins moments or. Uh, oh, yeah. no. Throwback, no, I mean... throwback to Harry's blog last year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Day one overreaction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it is going to kind of suck a little bit, but especially with Gino out the first month too, he's going to be out even longer. But, um, 
don't know. I, I got very high expectations for Tristan Jari this year. I know a lot of people have poo-pooed him after this latest playoff run, and rightfully so, but I think he's got a lot of talent. He's shown some really good glimpses of excellence, and I think for a month, I think he can carry us. Who steps Jeff Car- up Who steps up in Crosby's absence, I was going to say? Well, it's going to be Jeff. Jeff Carter is going to be first-line center. So. Okay. Um, you know, if this was 2011, I'd be a little more excited about that. I was going to but... say, that's crazy. It's the year 2021 and Jeff Carter is finding himself in the number one center role for the Pittsburgh Penguins of all things. Like what, what crazy events had to transpire to get that man to where he's at right now? You know, that's kind of crazy, but I think he's more than capable. Honestly, he played great for you guys after you picked him up last year. Yeah, I know he did. So we'll, we'll see what happens, but um some other news the Canucks are working on getting Hughes and Pedersen bridge deals before the start of the year it started off with trying to get long-term extensions now we're talking bridge deals so uh, you know I'm not you know a newsbreaker media member but you know one plus one equals two it sounds like there's some disagreements on term you know uh AAV all that good stuff so we'll see what happens if they can't get something done before the start of the season I think it puts the pressure on the Canucks honestly it does. What I've seen is that, yeah, they're sort of like far apart in what they want, but it's not in like a hostile or upset way. Everyone's still just like, this is way early on. Like, we'll figure it out. It doesn't have to be done right now. But I, I do agree that the longer they let it go, the more the pressure starts to ramp up. And we know what, I mean, Hughes is going to have to be paid based on what every other defenseman that's around his caliber got paid. So yeah, he's going to be in that eight to nine million dollar range, I'd say. So yeah. and God knows what Patterson will get. So honestly, they both could be in that eight to nine million dollar range. Yeah, I, I think that's probably accurate. Uh, Sabres captain Jack Eichel will travel to Buffalo for his pre training camp physical this week. Uh, I don't really think I can even fathom what is going to happen at this point. I mean, this has dragged on for so long. Is he getting surgery? Is he not? If he does, he might not play in the Olympics. Is he going to get traded? Is he not? I mean, he's, he's got a new agent now um, who's good good friends with uh, Bergevin up in Montreal. So I have no idea what to say about this anymore. I, I can't even speculate. The whole thing is a mess at this point. I mean, God knows what's going to happen. Just like you said, I, I still am for get surgery now, like right now, do it now. And the sooner you're back, the better and get out of Buffalo. Like that's still where I'm at with it, but God knows what he's thinking or what his agents thinking or what the fucking Sabres are thinking. Who knows? Yeah. This is just a disaster. I feel like, you know, at this point, I like, I want, I just want the guy to, you know, get healthy and, you know, get out of there. I mean, I completely agree with you, Mac, you know, it's, it's obviously not the right fit. Get yourself healthy, get yourself in a position to be the player, you know, we can be and suit up for team USA, please. Yeah. That also, it just, it sucks. The dude is like only getting older and he's a world-class talent. It sucks. Like missing, missing more time to see him be as good as he can be. Right. Cause I mean, let's say for a second, he decides to just like play another season in Buffalo and like put the surgery off or whatever. We know he's not going to be like, at full caliber, hundred percent, like the, as, as good as Jack Eichel can be, you know? And it's just like, you hate to waste somebody's prime years like that. So. Yep. Uh, speaking of prime years, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, I'll actually give this next news segment to you guys as the Caps fans. Uh, yeah. Big Z is heading back where everything started for him back to the Islanders. Uh, if you don't, recall this because you may have not been born when this happened uh the islanders did actually draft chara and i forget exactly what move ended up moving him out of there but uh they did draft him and he's going back there i think it's a one-year deal i don't know what the term or what the the price was but good to see him mentioned yeah good to see him getting another year in there i mean i hate that it's to a metro division opponent but you know it's it just sucks. how every free agent signing goes for us. So it really sucks that we're going to have to play against this guy like six plus times a year at this point, or, you know, who knows if this will be a multi-year thing, but at least six plus times this year. Um, but yeah, like you said, I mean, gotta be happy for the guy. It's kind of a cool full circle moment too. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but the year he debuted for the Islanders uh, Barzel was not born yet. Yep. That's nuts. Um, it was 97, right? It's either 97 or 98. It's one of the two. Sounds about right. Um, 
I believe also the trajectory was he, he was drafted by the Islanders, played there briefly, ended up in Ottawa somehow, right? Mm-hmm. And then from Ottawa to Boston, and then Boston eventually to Washington. I think so. So what this is, he's on he's been on four teams his whole career, I believe, which is, I'd say, still a relatively small number, especially when you consider he did not play that many games for the Islanders or really all that many for the senators when you can 15 years with the bruins yeah i was gonna say when you consider how many years he played with the bruins everything else is minuscule so but yeah world-class hockey player legend sucks that we got to play against him but hats off to the guy yeah and from one veteran to another uh travis zajac announced that his he's retiring after 15 pro seasons Spent all of them with the Devils except for this past uh, half season with the New York Islanders. Um, you know, a guy who, when you think about it, like no one ever talked about him. He was on some really good Jersey teams. Um, never got the Stanley Cup, which kind of sucks for him because he was just, you know, he got there after de- the Devils had their dynasty. Uh, but one of the best two-way centers for a long time in the league. The longest tenured devil for the last 15 seasons. So, you know, he's going to be missed in New Jersey, um, even though he already got traded. But the first season in 15 years where he's not going to be there opening night, which is kind of nuts. Yeah. I mean, hats off. Great career. Yeah. I mean, what else can you say? The guy was a workhorse for the better part of, you know, the last decade. So think i mentioned it to you guys at one point but i was lucky enough to see this guy play in a couple different playoff games when the caps kind of sucked and my dad and i used to go and see the devils play sometimes but yeah absolute legend totally fun to watch uh congrats on a great career kind of like that last guy left from that you know gomez langenbrunner Eliash Brodeur era you know he was yeah. still there when they were all there so man that was a fun time too like that I I credit that Devils team for being one of the teams that got me like really into like watching hockey on TV like when I was a young kid and stuff I thought Brodeur and, and all those guys were just legends despite the fact that they played like the most boring style of hockey like one nothing two one like for sure yeah, yeah but I mean as a kid I didn't but really it worked care. I was just like go yeah. hockey <laughs> And then uh, another veteran, again, Marc-Andre Fleury comes out uh, on the NHL media tour, which is going on in Chicago right now. And, you know, kind of hinted at that this may be his last season in the league. We're not totally sure yet. Uh, quote, could be his last. So if it is, damn, what a run. What a great, what a great career. I mean, you probably couldn't spin it any better than it's gone for him so far. Um I hope it's not selfishly. I love having him in the game. I think he's good for the game. It's kind of weird to say that he might retire after he just won the Vesna as the best goalie in the league because he clearly has gas in the tank. Um, What's his contract? Does, do you know off the top of your head? Like, does he have like a year left or two years left or anything like that? Uh, I'll look it up real quick. Okay, because I will say, I mean, yeah, congrats to the dude if it is his last, even if it's not. What a what a hell of a career he's had so far. Seriously. However, I'm still hearing rumors every day that he's going to retire a Penguins. So, he is. He's going to. Um, whether that's like a, a thing that we just saw with uh, – who was that that just – oh, David Backus, right, that just yep. signed the like one-day deal just to do that. Whether it's something like that or whether he actually says, fuck it, I'll do one more year and – and actually suit up for the pens. I guess that'll also depend on like what the hell happens with Jari this year. If you, if he has another like shit year, I could see flurry being like, fuck it. I'll, I'll do one year for the pens. This is his last year in his contract. Okay. So, okay. so yeah, he's gonna I be guess a free agent. You could see it though. You could see the penguins being like, Hey, you want to sign on for like one year at like, you know, name your price basically. And it, yeah. he wouldn't be a dick and like make it expensive either. He'd be like, give me like, uh, four million or some shit exactly yeah i feel that no but i mean hey if that's it i mean dude's had one of the best careers that you could imagine as a goaltender so hats off to him yeah for sure i think that wraps it up for news for us uh nick you got a word for us before we get to zach i do uh while summer may be winding down uh i don't think that doesn't mean you guys shouldn't still be having fun so if you're looking to finance that new boat or yacht you've always dreamed of the yacht lender is a specialist in marine finance and has the deal for you with partnerships with 15 different banks he has the right lender for whatever vessel you may be in the market for backed by trident funding with over 25 years as an industry leader the yacht lender has the expertise and know-how to finance the boat of your dreams 
Don't wait. Apply today at yachtlender.com or check him out on Instagram at yachtlender to see others who have already gotten out on the water. I think it's about time to throw it off to Zach Fucali. So we're going to toss it over to him right now. All right, everyone. Well, it's now a big pleasure of ours to welcome back basically the guy that started it all. I don't know if he knows this, but yeah, uh, it's Zach Fucali. He's back. Uh, we were just catching up with him talking about some crazy shenanigans that he's been into lately. But how have you been as of recent, man? What's been going on? How's life been treating you? Oh, life's great, man. Thanks for having me. I didn't start this. You guys started it. I was <laughs> maybe one of the first guests, but uh, man, it's it's an honor to be back. Uh, what I've been up to lately, a lot of stuff, man. Uh, kayaking with the family. Uh, my, my girl and I bought a place up north. Nice. Uh, out in the mountains. We're nice. really excited about that. Walking, hiking with the dog. I, I saw we were just talking about the high dive uh, kind of yeah. experiment we were doing with Living Sisu and stuff. Yeah, man, there's lots of stuff. Training, obviously. Uh, I sprinkled some training in there, obviously. And uh, going on the ice, uh, we're ramping it up right now on the ice. We're, I'm going on a little bit more, uh, more goalie sessions, stuff like that. So, no, it's going really well, man. It's a great summer. It's The weather's been pretty great in Montreal as of late. So, uh, what about you guys? we're doing good i was gonna yeah. ask where you're at right now but you're up, you're up in montreal training is that basically yeah. what you're doing yeah. yeah in montreal i train out here a little bit up north and um yeah that's that's what i do that's been my routine for the last 12 years so yeah. so so before we get started on um you know just asking about this past season and what the rest of your summer is going to look like I do want to say nick is right in that you were our first big guest and now we're all of a sudden invited to like uh, a charity golf tournament for the washington capitals in september so we appreciate your help yeah. <laughs> come on yeah that's it's, uh, it's that's big so you know thank you very much yeah good we appreciate it hey good for you it's it's not it's not about me man it's it's all credit to you guys to be honest i appreciate i, that. I, I think that's great you guys do a good job here i am right it's all good yeah um, so want to talk a little bit about last season, just because it's been almost seven months, which is crazy to say, since we spoke, it feels like just yesterday. Um, you know, you talk about, you know, you started out in South Carolina and you worked your way up to Hershey and had a great, great year there. So, um, you want to reflect on, you know, how we weird or just the strange six months that this season was, man, it's weird is a pretty big understatement. It was such a strange season because first of all, you play against the same teams like mm -hmm. over and over we played against three teams and it's just like lehigh lehigh bingo bingo <laughs> wilkes 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 yeah. and then for a month we didn't play wilkes so then you're just playing the same two teams for a month it was it was challenging in that regard uh but there was some positive too there was less travel uh stuff like that um less less strain on the body in general because there's less games but mentally though what fellas it, it was it was a harder season, I find. A few of us, we, we were reflecting after the season and stuff, um, talking about how, yeah, there were less games and stuff, but it really felt like we played a full season just because of, like, the mental workload of, like, going to the rink every day. While we were on the taxi squad, you had to go to the rink every day. Even if it was one, two days off in a row, you had to go to get tested every day. So you never really had that, like, checkout, yeah. that full checkout where you just have a day off and – uh, in Hershey, well, we got tested every second or third day or something like that, but uh, it's still irrelevant because you're always into it and you're always consistently reminded like, okay, here are the rules, COVID this, COVID that, your mask, you're this. It was just tough mentally. And plus you, you add on to that, that you're, you're, you're playing uh, the same teams over and over. It was a challenging year, honestly, but uh, we did pretty well. I, I am going to say that, uh, with, uh, with Hershey, it was a real fun year. We still managed to have a, a hell of a time. And, uh, yeah, I'm happy about that. What was the uh, taxi squad dynamic like? Were you guys, like, practicing just yourselves together? Were you practicing with the Caps? Like, how did that all work out? Um, so, yeah, we, we didn't – in terms of the taxi squad, it really depended on the scheduling because sometimes, sometimes there were games that were close together and then there were optional skates for the team. So sometimes some of us on the taxi squad, taxi squad would, would hop in the last 15 minutes. Okay. And sometimes it was just exclusively after practice. Gotcha. After the team practice, it was separated. Um, so during the season, it was like that. It was a little bit – Sometimes I, I skated uh, with the team, but I didn't actually skate with the team because I was just there. Let's say Vitek needed a break, right. which meant 
he didn't take a break. So I was just basically watching practice from there. <laughs> so from the ice. So sometimes it was like that, but I just had to just roll with the punches, go with the flow. And uh, that's kind of what the taxi squad was like uh, for us this year, except the playoffs where it was completely separate, where okay. we, we didn't even see the team. The, oh, I wow. think that was a, it was more of a um, uh, like liability type thing because they right. didn't want to have us, um, interact with the team let's say someone of one of us test positive or something because yeah, of a taxi squad member right. or a black ace that would have been terrible can you yeah. imagine that so i feel like they really separated us like we were never at the rink at the same time as they were during that the, the, the round in the playoffs gotcha I, I think you and phoenix didn't you guys win an award for it's like the equivalent to like the jennings trophy in the nhl but for the ahl am i correct in saying that yeah yeah uh, i mean uh, for for what it's worth for the for this 30 something games we played we we did that. We did win that. Yeah. What's your relationship like with him? Great. Honestly, um, it, it was one of the positive sides is that we, we had such a great relationship. Uh, mm-hmm. We took up archery together this year. We went to buy our bows. Uh, we would hang out um, uh, with the guys that we lived at the residence in. We, we stayed at the little spot close by with all the guys. We were neighbors basically. And we would do fires at night and uh, barbecue, uh, Cops is like me, he's a big barbecue guy. So we would barbecue every couple of days here and there. And on Sundays on our day off, we would have a little routine where like after the game, well, no, not after the game, day off because the game would be in the afternoon and then we would have time to just go grab some steaks and just um, barbecue and, and, and enjoy the, the rest of the day since it was an afternoon game. So no, we had a great relationship and everything's great. What was the team dynamic like this year? What do you mean by that? Uh, just with the Bears and, you know, uh, sort of transitioning being, you know, uh, you know, starting down in South Carolina, coming up to the taxi squad yeah. and then being in Hershey. How was that? It's, it's, I mean, it's funny. I don't really ever have a problem with anybody. Like, I, I, You're I don't personable know if you guys guy. know. Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm loud, man. I'm talking and, and usually, usually I come to the rink and I'm, I'm smiling all the time. I'm happy to be there. And, and it's, it's true. I'm not... I'm not one of those guys that's just there to, to make a paycheck and go home. Like I, I just love to be at the rink and I think it kind of shows when I'm out there, like I'm loud, I'm laughing, I'm making jokes. Usually I'm laughing at someone uh, and that kind of uh, all in, all in good fun. You know, it's really all in good fun. So I've never really had an issue with any of the guys on the team. Maybe they have an issue with me. They didn't tell me. But uh, <laughs> no, in sounds, general, in sounds general like their problem. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I, in general, I had a lot of fun and I, that's that's usually the story of my of my season. I just, I just have fun with whoever uh, whoever the teammates are. So I want to ask you because since I've started, uh, you know, following your 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 brand and what you're doing over the season, it seems like you're real big into the diet and nutrition game, um, and you're a big meat believer. It's kind of what I'm kind of what yes. I'm. Yeah, yes, so I what, am. What's your like science? Like I know you're just talking about steaks and stuff. Like on a game day, are you like are you like hammering meats or is that like a recovery day? Talk about that a little bit. <laughs> Okay. Um, so look, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I do eat quite a bit of meat. I, I did, I have been following for the last 18, 19 months, 18 months, a year and a half, uh, carnivore diet. And it's worked really well for me. Um, yeah, it's worked really well for you me. My good? performance. Yeah. My performance has been pretty good. Uh, if I can say that. And uh, you're allowed to say that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's been very good. And, and compared to the other years, I feel, feel really good, feel much better. My recovery is faster. Uh, and yeah, my pregame meal consists of two ribeyes in the last year. So it's fun. Wow. It makes it easy. <laughs> so when you say carnivore, is it like you can't have like carbs? Is that? Well, see, like it's funny because yeah, I can have carbs. Like I'm allowed, but I just, right. I just don't. I, I, there's no, everyone's allowed <laughs> no I, I, but for I'm just me personally I don't I don't do it like 100% like I'm you know I'll have ice cream I'm not I'm not a psycho you know I'll have ice cream right. <laughs> and uh I'll 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 but one thing I haven't had in about a year and a half is vegetables I'm, I'm, I haven't died yet so I'll, I'll continue to oh, do that me neither not by choice just because <laughs> I <laughs> no because I, I I saw um well, Joe Rogan did the the carnivore for like a yeah. month, and he dropped like I think like ten or twelve pounds. So when I saw yeah. you were you were doing that, I was interested to see what your feedback was. Sounds like you feel really good though. No, I do. I feel really good, and uh, I didn't do it to lose weight. I don't have a weight problem. Pretty skinny guy, uh, but uh, I did it honestly to to. I, I did have some like um, 
skin stuff and, and uh, sleeping was harder for a while. And uh, I don't know, I was just, there were some things that I wanted to fix, like some gut issues, stuff like that. And then once mm-hmm. I did try that, I just felt so good. That I didn't want to stop. And I just kept getting better at it. And then you lose a little body fat, you gain muscle and you're like, okay, man, I could, I could really go with this uh, longer term. And a year and a half in, I don't feel like I'm going to stop. There were some times where I kind of, um, you know, I got off a little bit, but you just come right back. I just, it's simple, right? It's, it's, it's meat uh, and, and eggs and, whatever animal stuff so it's yeah, interesting my, my laptop was dying so i just i just ordered myself a thank you group thanks bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead fellas please 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 no, it's good. interesting you say that you know you uh, a lot of guys especially you know in the hockey world have talked about like you know like george larock has come out and you know he's i think he's uh like completely vegan now and has been for like the last like five or ten years if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. um talking about how it's really all about just finding that balance for yourself like what combination of stuff is going to make you feel the best within yourself so it yeah. seems like you found that which is awesome yeah I, I i'm with you and uh just for the record yeah i am carnivore now but i was vegan as well which is oh, okay nuts because I, I i was vegan two and a half years ago or so and and it's funny in my family, it's a running joke because they never know what I'm going to do next. Um, <laughs> because I did, I tried everything. And if you, if you go to a bookstore and you look up, you see all the, the, the books for, for nutrition and stuff, it's a high chance I've read them. I've, I've read a lot, a lot, a lot on nutrition and uh, the science behind it and stuff. And I tried vegan. I, I, I did it for a while. I, I didn't, it didn't work for me. It's just, okay. and so then I went, I did them all, man. Keto, paleo. I, I, I did them all. I did them all. Trust me. I, I can't emphasize that enough. And once I've been doing this, I don't want to do anything else just because it, it feels great. Good. Nice. Um, one guy I want to ask you about in Hershey, uh, just for all the Caps fans listening, which will probably be the predominant portion of the listeners. Um, what's Connor McMichael? He's kind of a big name that's coming up in the cap system. Mm-hmm. Uh, some buzz that he's going to get up in the lineup this year. You know, what was your experience like being his teammate and playing with him in practice every day? That's a good guy. Funny guy, you know, like he's, uh, he's, he's young and, and he just came in and you saw it, man. He's got lots of skill. He came in and some games he just took over. So it's good to see from a young guy like that, but it's always a learning curve. You know, you come in, you, you, you play great, you know, most times when you're young, you come in, you've got confidence. You're really kind of, how can I say that? You're like, you don't know what's going on. So you're just playing and he, he just, he had a great season and you could see the potential, but it's, it's a learning curve. He's got lots to learn to make it all the way I feel. And, uh, that's not that that's negative. It's honestly a great thing. He, he did so well for us. And, uh, you know, I, I feel like he could take a big step next year. You know, you guys see that too. Like he could definitely take a big oh, step. Oh no, for absolutely. Sure. For sure. And you know, with, free agency and everything coming up in like two days it's going to be uh quite the party to see what goes on with the roster moves yeah and there's uh there's a lot of movement and i mean when you have a guy that's man he's 19 and he had such a good year like that he's gonna yeah. be 20 that's that's good for for our whole organization i guess i think there's a lot of guys on that hershey team from last year that for a number of reasons have a chance to crack that capitals lineup especially depending on what they end up doing with free agency and yourself included i mean you're coming off a really good year i am curious you know is there anything specific you talked about your diet a little bit um, but you also talked about this being such a mentally taxing season and is there anything that you kind of attribute your success this year to like what made you feel so comfortable just to kind of go out there and perform the way you did um, I think we talked a little bit about this uh, on the last time I was on, but but that's it's a great question because because of the year, how it was, you needed to you needed to have a system in place to to, to be consistent, and for me that's a key uh, in in the way I play, and I don't know if it's because I'm a goalie, but. I really trusted some like core fundamental things in my game that I just redid over and over and over because there was so much uncertainty. Like, honestly, guys, you could go to morning skate and prepare and feel like you're going to play and it's going to be great. And then you get a call and the game's canceled. Like that's a terrible feeling, you know, (laughs) like you, you did everything you need to do. And then you get, it's just, it's canceled. And it's like that, but that was the nature of this year and this season. And sometimes 
sometimes in hockey and sports, that's how it goes. But for me personally, what do I attribute how, how it went this year? It was just simplifying everything I did uh, and just repeating my process, my little system that I call for, for, for playing goalie how I play. And I just redid it over and over. I feel like that's made me consistent. And it's not so much as what I do all the time, but it's also what I eliminated from my, from my uh, like routine. You know, there's, there was so much that I would do three, four or five years ago that right now I, it, it, I know it doesn't make that big of a difference. So I focus on the things that will actually be the bread and butter and I just redo those things. Uh, that's, that's what I call my little system, basically, if that kind of makes sense to you. Are there any specifics that you removed? Like, you know, maybe it's checking your phone too much or I don't know. Like what, is there anything specific? Well, if there's anything specific, yeah. I mean, in, in, in game, like in, in game, game. Um, there's, there's aspects of like goaltending that are a little bit more technical or something like that, that I would just always put my focus on a lot. And it okay. just, and just by saying that, it just took my focus on the real important things that I should be focusing on. I'll give you an example. If I know I'm going to get um, at least 90% of the saves with just three things, okay? Well, why would I do more than those three things? That's, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, why I would I add more? Like, why? Like, there's no valid reason. Not, it's not because I'll think about six specific things in my game that... I'm going to be better. Maybe it's going to make me worse because I'm kind of spread out all over the place. And maybe mm -hmm. that was my issue when I was a little bit younger. I was so eager to like learn more and do more and add more to my game. And yeah, okay, but I got to learn this. He did it that way. So I got to do that. At the end of the day, like it's, it's all, it's all like smoke, you know, just, mm -hmm. just focus on what really makes you successful. And, and I'm not just saying that to say like, Oh, dude, what? like for me, it was, it was, three, four things that I just repeat. <laughs> like mm -hmm. I, That's all I do, man. And, and it's really by making it simple, by focusing on those little things, simplifies, it eliminates all the stupid mistakes I would do in the past. And that's what's specific about what I change is just I eliminated all the stupid shit around that I would, I yeah. would focus on that doesn't really give me results. Uh, those are powerful words, especially for, you know, I know we got uh, a couple goalies listening that probably don't have access to like, sports psychology or things behind that i think that that'll resonate with a lot of people so that's that's pretty powerful um yeah, less yeah. less serious note have you been to hershey park i have in the past and don't laugh at me because this year i didn't go <laughs> i didn't go this year but i went my first year in pro hockey which was six years ago uh one of our first road trips was in hershey when i was with st john's with the st mm -hmm. john's ice caps and we went and it was sick so like i i don't <laughs> I don't doubt that I'll be back there in the future, but uh, yeah, it was six months. Yeah, Hershey Park's a good time. I have a lot of memories being a kid going there, but oh, honestly, yeah. I'm, I'm curious too, what you think of the Giant Center. I've always thought that was kind of a cool venue going to when I was a young. A great building. A lot of Bears games when I was in. Middle well, it's one of the best, guys. Yeah. Uh, no, no secret there. It's one of the best in the AHL. There are teams that play in the, like, their NHL club spot, but there's not many like Hershey, the, the, the giant center, because it's almost full every night. Uh, so it is, it is one of those uh, destinations that uh, when you go play in Hershey, people appreciate that all the players know that it's going to be a fun game just because the giant centers usually have a lot of people in it and uh, a good building is, is fun. It's fun to play in. I've always thought there's something cool too about the fact that like Hershey Park and the Hershey Bears are sort of all tied together yeah. as like one organization. And like yeah. you go to Hershey Park, you're gonna see like Bears stuff there, um, you know. Or there was even a there was a there was a promotion when I was younger where we would go every year to this one Bears game where they'd give you like free Hershey Park vouchers or something like mm. that, and you get to go to a game and That's Hershey awesome. Park in the same weekend or whatever. It's just cool, you know. Uh, cool organization they have cool yeah. chocolate brown uniforms too so yeah you guys got some of the best unis in the business i love them it's not bad it's not bad and i was lucky this year i got to go ahead to make some gear that matched so uh i i, I thought that was pretty cool that i got some some gear matching the hl colors uh, i don't know if i'll do that again this year but uh <laughs> i guess we'll wait and see did you do anything interesting with your helmet design this past year for Hershey or for the area? I did. I, I had a, uh, I had a design done, uh, which I'll probably use the same uh, for AHL uh, there. Uh, and yeah, but usually you get a fresh helmet with a fresh uh, NHL paint job. 
Talk about what's going on with uh, with Sisu right now. And, you know, maybe for those who are listening and haven't heard your first interview with us yet, maybe bring them up to speed on, you know, what you do with them. You know, you're obviously, you own the brand, I believe, right? Is what you said? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So you want yeah, to talk so, about that? Yeah. Living Sisu, right? For, for people that don't know what it's about, it, we're basically, it's a, it's a sports community that aims to make sports more accessible to more people. Um, we have over 9,500 partners now uh, that we're basically adding new partners every week uh, to make sports more financially kind of accessible. And on our website, if you, if you sign up, it's free and you get a bunch of uh, special offers from our partners. And But that's just one little aspect of Living Sisu because we're developing right now, which I can't really talk about 100%, but we're developing right now a platform to, for people to connect way more with athletes uh, create like communities smaller communities and it's going to be great man I, I i'm really excited about that but in the end it's really about the sisu principles which is determination actually relentless determination tenacity guts grit you know perseverance that's what sisu is in the finnish kind of culture um and i just love that word man it, it helps you push your limits it's it's really all that inner strength that's inside so uh, yeah, sports community. We're having a lot of fun with it, and uh, this uh, this summer we're just uh, creating some uh, some challenges for us to just push our limits uh, as a community. So it's it's fun. I, I encourage people to follow us, and uh, they're gonna see by following us on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. They'll be able to see the new kind of release we're gonna have uh, in the next few uh, weeks and months. It's uh, it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, I think one of the coolest things from following your social media that I've seen is all the other athletes that you guys have been able to, you know, have on your podcast or have on your platform. You were just with that Olympic diver. You had yep. one of the Montreal Alouettes come on. I mean, that's so cool. What's it been like to be able to get to know these kind of people and swap stories like that? Yeah, it's funny because right now, you know, like you guys invited me on your on your podcast, but with Living Sisu, I get to do the opposite. I get to invite right. people and I get to interview people as well. And I think that's cool. It's a different little dimension of, of what I do. Uh, and it's it's not just like me personally, as I forgot that this is, but it's through Living Sisu, the whole sports community. So we talk about Lisanne Richard, which is the mm -hmm. high diver, but she has a really interesting um, story to tell. Uh, she was on the podcast. It was in French. So we do our podcast in both languages. And yeah, I mean, I do Instagram lives to talk with different athletes, but talk about their story through resilience, their story with adversity. And that's what the Sisu community and the principles are about is, hey, look, everybody's going to go through tough patches, tough shit, tough, tough seasons, tough times in life. So we're all going to go through it. So you tell me your story. Maybe it's going to help somebody else. You know, that's our that's our whole kind of mindset behind it, because no matter this is what we say a lot within like internally is no matter who you are what sport you play and what level you're at you're going to face adversity you're going to face a wall. absolutely you're gonna hit something eventually it's inevitable it's not being negative it's just real life man <laughs> life is tough sometimes yeah. so we uh we created that community to share information about hey look like we all go through tough stuff share me your story and let's push through together let's push through as a community and and with that determination, that resilience, that inner strength, well, we'll all be better. And that's what sports is all about. We all learn through stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's powerful words. And I think it's easy to forget, especially nowadays. And, you know, just you see, with social media, I think sometimes you can think like, wow, well, nothing's ever supposed to be wrong. But like, it's cool that you're bringing it out that like, hey, you know, people go through tough shit, you know, and it's part oh, yeah. of life. And that's, you know, not everything that you see on Instagram or Twitter of, you know, people taking vacations and stuff. So I think that's yeah. good. I think that's good stuff, especially yeah. for younger people. It's, it's, I think it's really important to talk about because like you said, we're all used to seeing the best parts of everybody's lives now, but I'll tell you what, before I was with living season, before we started this, like I went through some like really dark times when I was just starting out in pro. There's, it really you touched wasn't on that, easy yeah. for me. Yeah, we talked about yeah. this. You went with your dad on a trip, right? And yeah. And it was you. really a turning point for me, man. But, um, a lot of things like that. And I continue to do that. But the more I, I push myself to go through tough stuff, like the other day, we went high diving. That was the scariest thing I've ever done. <laughs> like yeah. it just, it builds, it builds, builds confidence. It builds you. It, it, it makes you go realize what's really in there. <laughs> you know what I mean? I didn't know that I was that scared of heights, but trust me at 10 meters jumping in water, it was a challenge. So it's, it's cool that the living season community is coming together like that because we're, we're, we're creating people that want to face some some adversity head on and uh yeah we have 
we have a lot of people involved right now. It's great. Yeah, I think one of the best things about that, like you mentioned, is just making sports accessible. We talked about it last time. Hockey is one of those sports that, especially now with, you know, kids getting, you know, specific trainers and coaches and like 10 and 11 year olds have power skating coaches and stuff like that. It's it's getting more and more difficult. And that's before you even get to equipment. So, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think it's one of the best things about uh, what you guys are doing is just making yeah. it more accessible for everyone because this game is for everyone. So it's important. Oh, 100%. To, and to, we talk about hockey, yeah. but every single sport, you know, you got something different to learn. And yeah. uh, we, you could t- you could talk to any athlete across any sport. They're going to tell you sports is school of life, man. Uh, yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. School of life. Sorry, I'm French, guys. Come on, give me a break. <laughs> but it's the school of life. You 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 learn everything here, man. Teamwork, adversity, coaching, like to be well coached. Like you, you you learn persistence, discipline, winning, losing. Like you you learn everything you need in life and sports, man. That's that's why that's why I love it so much. And yeah. I, I want to be involved in so many different sports just because you, you get to learn. Yeah, absolutely. Little uh, NHL talk just for a second. Um, Something that we saw, I think, a little bit before this season is it started to seem like maybe things were shifting towards this two goalie system that people have been talking about. You know, you got tandems with, you know, with Dallas going to the finals and Kadobin was coming up. But this season, uh, it was, you know, the two arguably best goalies in the world going head to head in the finals, Uh, especially, you know, you being from, from Quebec and Montreal going in the finals. Do you have any thoughts on just like, you know, what you saw out of, you know, Vasilevsky and Price this off or this postseason, And were you in Montreal when they were in the finals? Yeah. Yeah. I was here. Um, but um, yeah, I, I don't think I'm saying anything new when I said like, these guys were absolutely elite this off season. Like they were just on top of it, <laughs> on top mm-hmm. of their game. Uh, and that's as good as we've seen Price or Vasilevsky ever. Yeah. And that was awesome to see as a goalie. I think that's, that's, that's really dope. Uh, and it kind of raises the bar for everybody else. You know what I mean? It kind of yeah. raises the bar. You see guys play like that in the finals like that. When, when the lights are shining, it's great. It's motivating. To be honest, I, I, I love to watch the, 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 the playoffs just because it, it is motivating. We want to be in that situation. Every single guy that plays hockey wants to be triple overtime game seven at Stanley Cup. Final. Everybody wants to be there. So it, it was motivating for me to see that level of play and, uh, yeah, it just made me go back to work and uh, back to the drawing board and keep uh, keep building. What was the uh, the atmosphere like in Montreal? Uh, it was strange, man, because it was a mixture of like everybody's losing it, like so excited. <laughs> but also there were people that were mad because every time they win, there'd be some like uh, riots and stuff. Yeah. In the city. So it was like, what's going to happen if we win? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there was almost like everybody was like obviously super excited everybody's family's like on top of the clouds and that's totally normal i haven't been mm-hmm. there in so long um but also there was a, an aspect of like oh shit man we're like we're really we're destroying the city like, yeah it's not good there was a lot yeah. of people that were, were were mad about it and with reason mm-hmm. uh but uh, it was a mixture of those things but yeah. mainly mainly uh, 99 of that uh, was excitement and just like on top of the clouds type of uh feeling yeah the shots outside the the bell center with the crowd were just incredible <laughs> yeah I, it was sick yeah i would have paid like a ticket price just to be there just to be outside yeah, yeah. just to be uh, outside a yeah. lot of people mad about that, that yeah and then the less, ticket so. price is inside oh my god yeah that's that was wild. yeah uh, a few of them went for a few uh, a few thousand yeah. <laughs> yeah um just some specifics going into next season you know uh, with Vanacek going to Seattle, you know, now it seems like, you know, the Caps goalie situation, you know, who knows, but is there anything specific that you are going to work on this off season that you want to like, you know, tailor towards as we get closer to training camp? Um, to be honest with you, there's not one specific thing that I, I feel I need. I feel like I'm there, you know, like I can, mm-hmm. I can play. Um, I feel like I'm not missing a lot. Um, like I was telling you guys a little bit earlier, I, I really believe in my core values of my system as a goalie. And I, I've been around uh, NHL clubs and players and shooters and stuff to know like what it takes to, to stop pucks at that level. I, I, I know what it's like. I just, 
all I have to do is get the timing down and, and uh, whenever my chance does arrive that I'm ready for it and mentally that I'm ready. I don't think it's a physical kind of thing. I think uh, there's a lot of goalies in the world that are physically capable of playing in the NHL. That's, that's no, that's no secret. And mm-hmm. I think I'm, I'm, I'm in that as well. I just, I just feel like it's a, it's a mental uh, game that when, when, the, when, the, when the lights are on, you, you better be ready for your shot. Cause it's, it's very rare. You get a second shot and um, I'm, well, actually I say it's very rare. You don't get many. I'll let you, let me just say yeah. that you, you don't get yeah. many second chances. So, um, for me, it's just a matter of what am I going to do to get ready for camp? It's a matter of believing in my system and being mentally ready when that chance comes. And that's it. I, I really believe that that's how, that's how close I am to, to being capable of, of, of staying up there. No, and it, uh, you sound like you're in an excellent place mentally and prepared for all of that. And, you know, I've been defending your brand online for anyone who's asking about <laughs> Caps goalie situation. I'm like, Zach, 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 Zach. So I'll, I'll protect it till the, till the cows go home. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that you're, you're, you say you're protecting me, but Hey, look, no, like, no, there's so many things that can happen. Right. No, like I, I there's one thing I do know in pro sports though. Like I did, we talked about my, my past experiences with other teams and stuff in, in, in the previous podcast we had, but there's one thing I know it changes very quickly. And there could be one, mm-hmm. two signatures in the next few days that, yeah. you know, we're talking right now. Okay. It's uh, right. July 26th, but in the next few days, there could be signings that, you know, catch us everyone off guard and that's it. And that's just True. part of it. And it's out of our control. So my yeah. mindset, it stays the same. Uh, you know, Vitek's going to have a great opportunity in Seattle, but who knows what will happen here with the caps is might be a couple goalies coming in. Who, True. who knows? Yeah. So for me, my mindset doesn't change. Um, and at the end of the day, I just know I won't be surprised because I've seen a lot of different things change in, in my six, seven years uh, in pro hockey. It's not that long, but I just know that it changes very quickly. You got to stay even keeled. If you get too excited, you think it's your chance. Just wait, just, just, just wait, wait till it comes before you get excited and, and, and just stay ready. So for me, uh, my mindset doesn't really change. I, I I'm going to be ready, trust my ability. And uh, when the time comes in my mind, I, I, I just got to be ready. That's it. It's a great mentality to have. Yeah. I'm also curious, you know, we mentioned the expansion draft a little bit, and this question might be kind of tough to answer, but I am curious, you know, if there's any way you can just kind of fathom what it would be like to get selected and, and suddenly have to move, like to, to put yourself in VTech shoes for a second, what it would be like to suddenly get selected by a brand new team and be kind of shipped across the country as a goalie and, and just, all that uncertainty that comes with that. Oh man. Uh, to be honest with you, brother, I, I, I can't really imagine that feeling. I, 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 I don't, I don't know. I think it's, yeah. that's tough. It really is. He had a, he had a great year, you know, obviously like took everybody by surprise. He had a great year. And what I am thinking about though, like with his draft, like that's, it's quite the honor, you know, you got a fresh team. They could choose. They have so many choices. Like, yeah. if you look at the goalies that were available, they had some some serious candidates for, for that job and they picked Vitek and that, that's credit to him, you know? Yeah. Like, if you think about it, like, positively, like, that's that's fantastic opportunity for him. And that's a good point, yeah. I, I'll tell you what, um, there's one thing one of the GMs that I, I, I was in the organization I was part of would always say is you only get one chance as a, at a first impression. And that's very true. It is. <laughs> you only get one chance at those. And I think for Seattle, a lot of the guys will be their first impression with a brand new organization, brand new people, brand new scouts, brand new GMs, brand new coaching staff, brand new everything. So I think it's a great opportunity for him. So yeah, it's tough to move. It's going pretty far out West compared to where he was, but uh, it's a great opportunity. There's a lot of positive stuff can come out of that. Do you guys have um, a date for training camp yet or anything? Do you know uh, your plans? Are I, you still sort of I don't waiting? know if there's anything like uh, that's uh, fixed yet. Okay. I've heard a few like uh, rumblings. Gotcha. Uh, but I, uh, even if I set a date right now, I, I don't even know. Like, It'll change two more times might, before the I, season. Honestly, it, it, most likely it will change. Most yeah. Likely. yeah. So, so that being said, uh, do you have any other plans lined up for the rest of the summer or just going to be taking it easy and heading yeah, back into training? I mean, for me, it's, it's just right now, it's going to be August. So that's where you get, uh, you get a lot more serious in that last month. Yeah. Those four weeks are huge. You get a lot of progress there on the ice, maybe go on three, four times a week. 
Um, I know I'll be doing some, some video with the goalie coaches here and there talking about uh, some minor improvements to make. And uh, what else, man? Just training hard, spending time with my family because, you know, it's a long season coming up. Yeah. Spend some time in the woods with my dog and, uh, and nice. that's it, man. Just uh, yeah, take yeah. some fresh air. That's yeah, the me. kayaking you were doing today looked incredible. Where was that? It, we we did that on on last Friday. Uh, oh, okay. But we we go we go a couple times a summer anyway up there. It's uh, uh, that's actually in Valdade. That's where I bought a place with my girlfriend. So, nice. That's beautiful. Uh, it's just a it's just a beautiful place. Uh, her and I are great big outdoors people. We, I just I'm outside all the time. Sometimes I get to the gym and the guys are like, "How come you're so tan?" But I'm just, I'm just I don't know. I'm just outside <laughs> all the time. Sorry. Yeah. And, uh, and that's it. And that's it, man. We're just uh, enjoying some fresh air. Good. I think that's, that's all we got for you. We uh, appreciate you coming back on. I know it's been a, a little bit since we spoke and we really are rooting for you. I'm excited for the season. I'm excited for you. We'll probably get more excited than you, honestly. So <laughs> don't be surprised. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm always excited about, about uh, a new season. It's, it's great, man. It's ex- just going to a training camp is exciting. You know, there's always yeah. some, like we were talking about, there's a lot of uncertainty and stuff. All you got to do, put your head down and, and do some work. And uh, that's, ex- that's exciting to me. And uh, we'll see what happens. Hey, yeah. next couple of days, free agency, stuff like that. We'll see what happens. And that's it. Guys, appreciate you. Yeah. Fortunately yeah. for us, Hershey's not too far away. So whether it's seeing you in Hershey or DC, I'm sure we'll be out to a game at some point. Beauty. All right. Well, let me know. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Big thanks to Zach for chatting with us again. Always good to catch up with him. That dude is, he's just one of the best guys out there. So always a good time to, to catch up with him and see how he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Wishing him the best of luck in training camp here. And, uh, you know, with any luck, I'm going to crack up at the lineup this season. Um, you know, I know he's been working hard and he talked a lot about the mental steps that he's been taking to really push his game to the next level. And, you know, he's been through a lot and, He's got the talent. I'll say that. I mean, when you're as high of a he draft absolutely pick as, does. When you're as high of a draft pick as he was, you know, he's very capable of doing this. So we're wishing him the best of luck. And as always, you know, we appreciate having him on and we'll probably have him on again in the future. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, no doubt. Thanks, Zach. Uh, anything else before we wrap up here, boys? No, I, I would say that I think this is probably the start of our weekly recordings coming back. So we're not going MIA anymore. You know, we're going to have division previews coming up before the season gets rocking. Be on the lookout for some announcements for opening night. We're working on some stuff. I'll leave it at that. But when we find out for sure what we're able to do, um, you know, be on the lookout on our Instagram. I got to say, boys, I'm excited. I've got like butterflies in my stomach. Hockey season's pretty much back. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it is. I, I can't wait. It's the best time of year. And, you know, when it blends with football, just like you said with the question today, it really, we get so spoiled. So, yeah. All right, gentlemen. Well, uh, good job. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, And without further ado, class dismissed.